Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. President just got out of isolation because of COVID. And a couple of days later, he's right back behind his office door with yet another case. Is this something new or is this rebound effect been a problem with COVID for a while? On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by Dr. Joseph Chang. He is the medical director at Parkland Hospital. He's in the KRLD Zoom room. Doc, thanks for the time. Yeah, absolutely. So we see this happening with the president. Are rebound cases of COVID more common than we think? Uh, Actually, it's not. You know, this is actually something that's pretty clear. This is not from COVID itself. This is actually a specific situation, really, just to Paxlovid. Um, And and we see that because uh, these rebound cases... If the, what few numbers there are, uh, they're they're always after someone has gotten Paxlovid, and, and the thought is that the way Paxlovid works is it actually suppresses the immune replication in your body, right? So it stops the virus from continuing to make itself. And of course, then you get better because your body heals. Uh, but what is thought that can happen is when you stop the Paxlovid, for some reason in some people, again, not everybody, uh, but, but in some people, uh, the virus finds a way to just stay asleep and then boom, it pops back up when the Paxlovid is gone. So uh, it's not something that's been going on. It's really pretty specific to Paxlovid itself. What does this mean for Paxlovid for people that are taking it? Does this mean they shouldn't be using this and, you know, find some other way to fight it or just fight it off through their natural antibodies that would form up? Yeah, that's a natural question, you know, but again, I would point out that uh, this rebound phenomenon is still this very small percentage of folks that take Paxlovid, right? And so for the vast majority of folks, it's still going to help. It's just one of those things that you do have to realize may happen. And this kind of sometimes happens, right? I mean, with drugs like Paxlovid that come out under EUA, uh, they come out really fast uh, because of a need. You know, we're not criticizing that. Uh, there was a need, uh, but sometimes you get some of these surprises. So my advice to folks, uh, if they were to ask the CMO of Parkland what his advice would be, if you're indicated for Paxlovid, it's because you're at a significant risk for having real problems, right? Again, we don't give Paxlovid to everybody. You have to have certain uh, uh, sort of predisposing factors to problems. So in your case, it's a much bigger risk that you don't get Paxlovid than if you do. So uh, again, I would advise folks that if your doctor says, hey, this is really important for you, the rebound phenomenon should not be a reason uh, that you avoid taking it. And if they do get the rebound effect, are they also seeing minor, minor cases in the president's case? He says he's not feeling symptoms at all. Well, that's certainly possible, uh, but there certainly have some people who have become symptomatic again and realize that in those people, again, what small studies there are does show that you actually have viral replication, meaning you have a viral load, which means you can give it to those around you. So unfortunately, if you do uh, fall into one of these cases, then you're just going to have to isolate again. And it sounds like it happens pretty quickly once you test negative and then just a couple of days later you're positive again 
Yeah, it really is within a couple, three days. So, um, and, and again, we know it's not reinfection. We know it's the same one because again, we've had evidence of folks who have published in the literature that the, uh, the virus is exactly the one that they had before, which means they didn't just get another one. They got the same one. Um, and, and so it's just, it's just one of those quirks of this particular medicine. Let's talk about the, the latest variants that have been coming out that have kind of taken over everything. I think we're up to, what, <laughs> BA, Omicron 5 or something oh like gosh. this. Yeah. Um, there's talk about Pfizer and Moderna coming out with a, a specific vaccine, a booster shot, in September or so. What about those people that are in between? They've gotten the first booster, but not necessarily the second one. What's the timing on getting another shot? So again, the interesting thing about this is the, the, the timeline is actually a really good question, right? Because, okay, so follow me just for a second. You get uh, sick, we discover a new variant, BA22, let's say, right? And then Pfizer gets a hold of it or Moderna gets a hold of it or somebody gets a hold of it and says, you know what? I'm going to create now a vaccine against this. Well, guess what, David? That, vac- that variant has run its course right? In about six to eight weeks, they all do, right? Oh, and then we have, oh, hey, we, we have a new vaccine that was effective against BA22, but now we're on to BA27. So it's one of these things where you really just kind of have to depend on sort of getting uh, vaccines at the right time. Don't think of it as specific to one strain or another. It's really a booster. That's why we call it a booster. Everyone should think of it that way. It is simply to boost your immune system so it can more quickly recognize covid if and when it actually gets in your body and then suppress it. Is this a similar thought process to the annual flu vaccine? We're not necessarily targeting one particular strain of the flu if there are like three coming at us all at once. Yeah, well, in fact, that that's a really interesting analogy because what we do with flu every year is we, we guess what the most common and most likely strains of flu are going to be. And typically it's going to be a quadrivalent vaccine, which means is we actually target four specific strains of flu every year. Well, what happens if if it's not one of those four? What if what happens if flu that year just happens to be the fifth one or the sixth one? Well, it doesn't mean you're not protected because your body is still recognizing flu, even if it doesn't exactly recognize that flu. So like it recognizes David, but it doesn't recognize as David's brother, right? But it's still effective because you guys are still pretty similar, even if you're not exactly the same, right? Dr. Joseph Chang, Chief Medical Officer at Parkland Hospital. Thanks so much. Yep, absolutely. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.